Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. And good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California, along with Patty Rising and Jeff Bell. Today in Oakland, Governor Newsom signed a bill reinstating extra paid sick leave for California workers affected by COVID-19 retroactive to the first of the year. But the new law has a key exemption. It does not apply to businesses with 25 or fewer employees, meaning a lot of workers will not be covered by it. That is the vast majority of California businesses, roughly 90%, but they only employ about 25% of the workers in the state. So most people will be eligible for this new sick pay policy. For more on this, we're joined live today on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Jenya Cassidy, director of the California Work and Family Coalition. It's based in Alameda, one of the groups that's been working hard to try to get this bill passed. Thank you so much for being with us. So so first of all, how big a deal is this that most California workers will get this extra paid COVID sick leave now if they need it? Oh, hi, Doug. Thank you. Yeah, this is huge. You just can't overestimate how meaningful and important it is for people to know that they have a paid sick day when they need to take time off, especially in a time like a pandemic when we absolutely need people who are sick to stay home so they don't infect, you know, their coworkers or the public. So talk a little bit about how this will actually work. How much sick leave are workers entitled to? How long does the program last? It's basically, so it goes back to January 1st. Um, So if people did take an unpaid day off, they can retroactively, they can um, ask to get paid for that day. But it basically is in two separate kinds of buckets. It's a little complicated, but it's 80 hours if needed. Not, you know, this isn't just 80 hours, but it's basically there if people really need it. Um, and the things that they can take it for are to quarantine um, for if the person is actually sick to take that sick time um, for empo- appointments related to being sick, uh, COVID-related, and also to care for children who are out because of COVID-related reasons. So there was a, a gap between the, the time the old law expired and mm-hmm. until this thing was just passed. And during that gap, Omicron just raged across the yeah. state and the country. Uh, the the the, the policy, the fact that there was a lag, concerning to you? Yes. I mean, we were really pushing with our um, labor partners, and, you know, we're a big statewide coalition, so all over the state we had, we really just didn't give up on wanting to extend that, and it just was very hard. But I think that um, the governor and legislators t- made a really good move today. They absolutely understood that it was needed for peace of mind and really just for the health and well-being of our communities. We needed this. You know, as we noted in our introduction, the new leave policy does not cover everybody. How big a problem mm-hmm. is that? How concerned are you about it? I mean, it's, there's kind of two ways to look at it. On one hand, this is a huge step. This is going to help. Like you said, you know, the majority of people will definitely be helped by this. We're one of the very few states even considering, let alone having taken this step, 
even amidst you know Omicron on all, everything that's happening with it. On the other hand, um, ultimately, you know, it would be good if it covered everybody because we really need this for the health and well-being of every single worker. So that's just something that we need to keep working on and keep looking at. This should just be a universal right. Yeah, it's worth noting that last year's COVID sick leave law also had this big loophole. Uh, did we learn some lessons from that? Did you, did you get a sense from your perspective as to how many people were not included, for example? Yeah, I mean, it really is something that we need to be universal because even if it's a very small number of people, or you could point to, well, the vast majority of people have it, you know, think about it. Even one people, ha- one person having COVID can infect other people. So I think even as a public health issue, I do think that we need to really work for universal uh, paid sick leave. But on the other hand, it's very hard because a lot of people are very concerned about the cost, um, you know, to businesses. What if a small business doesn't have a lot of money? What if their uh, people are going out? Uh, and the other, it just doesn't seem like um, something that we can do in a pandemic. We really need people to be able to stay home. I want to ask you more about the cost, uh, because the government is requiring employers to offer paid sick leave, but it's Mm -hmm. not reimbursing them for it. And and for Mm -hmm. some of those business owners, that's a big deal. Uh, Do you think the legislature should be offering direct reimbursement? I mean, in the earlier, in the, you know, first phase of COVID, there were some reimbursements for business. That was at the, you know, from federal, people were getting that. And I think it's because there was such a crushing need all of a sudden where we absolutely didn't want anybody to have to work sick because we know that people work sick when they don't have that. I would say that really the opposite, even those businesses that aren't mandated to do it should probably figure out if they can do it. It's kind of the cost of doing business. I mean, I'm, uh, we're a nonprofit. We have a pretty small staff, and I can't imagine not having paid sick days. And I think that um, what I think we really need to do is sort of normalize it as just one of the business costs that we have, that if, if a worker is sick, we absolutely don't want them infecting other workers, infecting the public, and even for their own health and well-being. It just seems like we, we as a country need to normalize this. Most countries in the world have this. You know? It's kind of time for us to kind of make it more of this is what we do. How concerned are you that, that the people who work in shops or small restaurants or other small businesses either will be deprived of income or go to work sick since, since they're not covered by this law and, and that this is the way a compromise law is put mm-hmm. together that could actually put public health at risk in the end? I mean, they're not mandated to, but I, I do. we do in the coalition work with a lot of small business organizations. And for the most part, a lot of them do provide it. So I think the hope is when it's not a mandate, we really hope that businesses will do it anyway. Um, there are actually in California other types of benefits. So if somebody had a longer-term disability or needed to take um, paid leave for a longer caregiving situation, that is something that we pay into as workers, not business paid, that somebody could take. But for paid sick days, it's usually a much shorter time and a more emergency basis. And I'm just really hoping that people adopt those policies in their own workplaces. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Jenya Cassidy, director of the California Work and Family Coalition, one of the groups uh, behind this bill signed today by the governor, new paid sick days for COVID reasons, uh, an extension for you get two weeks, essentially, uh, to apply if you need it uh, for COVID-related reasons. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available at kcbsradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.